on this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about beating the Bears again. We also look ahead to a little trip to Hotlanta. If you haven't already, subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. for blocks. Walker still on his feet. Walker still going. Looking for the end zone. Play Walker is in. Touchdown. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, you want to know? Yeah, it feels good. So let's talk about the one thing we know for certain. We will have two second round draft picks in next year's draft as the oh, one and only year. Yep. We're covering it. And then we're moving on full steam ahead to all current Packer issues. Four plays. Anything? Any thoughts? Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Oh, it's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. It's not just about losing the first round pick. It, Everyone wanted to see how that storyline played out. Uh, it's just a bummer. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want him to succeed this year, but I didn't want that either. Like, come on. He's he's too good to go out like that. Hopefully he's not done forever. I really no, want to really see him wanted, on the field again. What we really wanted was to see him frustrated all year long, right? Throwing yes. the ball into the ground, yelling at his yes. linemen and, and doing all that shit with that the you're Packers. like, yeah, you can have all that yeah. bullshit. But no, sad to see. It is uh, it's interesting because I had sent a rumor that was going around that Rodgers was not happy with the O-line play and the play calling that they were doing that didn't help the O-line. Three dropbacks, three hits. Say what you want about Goots. At least he protected him for his Boy, our offensive line looks good. Supreme. All right, let's move to the glory that is beating the bears uh every single packer was on twitter after the game including preston smith throwing out i ain't never lost the bears i'm 11 and 0 which i was like oh, 38 20 and if it weren't for a late touchdown by the bears it, it would have been even worse jones has two touchdowns uh dobbs has two touchdowns quay walker has a mount rushmore return in my mind i don't remember a guy bouncing around and just still going uh like that in a long long time so we'll start with this question if you could describe this game in one word what would you say aggressive it was one of the more aggressive Packers Bears rivalry games. Rookies look scared to death out there. I mean, I couldn't imagine being a Packer rookie, being in Chicago week one. The Bear fans were loud as heck. I mean, in trying to play, but yeah, but aggressive. Uh, I'll hyphenate family dividing because I'm not sure I'm going to hear from my family for a while. <laughs> I'm at risk of not having parents anymore after this podcast gets released. It was perfect. It was everything we didn't even dream of. No one imagined the game would go that smoothly, that well for the Green Bay Packers. 
and and just with all the storylines coming into it on the trash talking and Justin Fields hype and Jordan Love's gonna suck and yet it, there was a friend of mine that had dropped his fiance off at the airport and was sitting at a bar and I didn't know like a mile away and I just happened to text him in the middle of the game and I'm like just come on over and we sat on the couch for about an hour and a half afterwards going through the remaining schedule and be like we're not gonna lose what like 10 and 7 now like you gotta rethink the way you look at the entire year after that game it was just an all-time high it it won't be won't be forgotten anytime soon yeah i had optimal like i don't know if there was anything that was disappointing like that well there is but we're going to cover in a second but like if you wanted this to be your first game of the season I think about the time that Josh and I almost drove four hours to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars season opener uh, or not. It was in Jacksonville, not against the Jaguars, but and just thinking about that just devastating. Was it the was it against Jameis and the Saints? And we just got owned. It it was was just like, this is how you start a season. This is how you start a season. So the format for this podcast, we're going to do around the horn. One thing we loved from this game one thing we hated from this game before we preview the next weekend's matchup. So who would like to go first on the one thing, the one takeaway from this game that they absolutely loved? Host first. Host. host. Ooh. I I think I know what you guys are going to say for both of these kind of answers. So I'm going to go one that I don't think you will. Open field tackling might have been the best we've had in a long, long time. We have struggled with that in the past of one-on-one situations and us just not taking care of business. Granted, Claypool helped us out by doing absolutely nothing in terms of blocking. <laughs> blocking. Did but, anyone in particular surprise you the most with open field tackling? Uh, are we ready to hear the word savage? savage. Actually played very well. <laughs> but, I mean, Jair – coming through i mean we probably were on true one-on-one tackling situations 90 percent, and all the misses were were fields it was jair in the backfield and all that kind of stuff but our ability to just make tackles was absolutely amazing and i would like to highlight a mr van ness who went toe-to-toe stride for stride with fields for his sack and it was one of the more impressive things athletically and he actually led the nfl for rookie edges for QB pressures in week one, I did not expect him to come out of the after a preseason. Where I think that was one of our negatives out of preseason was like, is this dude what we should have done as yeah. a top 15 pick? And he showed up, but our tackling was absolutely fantastic. He looked like a four or five, a 40 yard dash guy on that to the point that he even did this little move with his arms right before he got to Justin Fields that you can tell he wasn't rushing it. You know, he wasn't like, I'm going to get my first sack in the NFL. I'm going to jump at his shoelaces. The first opportunity he had, he's like, I know I'm getting to him. And he kind of hesitated until he had a full arm full of Justin Fields. So he'd be sure to take him down. That was promising. It was one play, but uh, he flashed. He flashed. I will say there were some things that he got a little too excited going inside. He didn't contain. He just was like, ooh, I think I can get back there. So, But first game ever in the NFL, I will take it. I feel like you just took two players there. Two players and a concept with your one thing good. Well done. (laughs) We're just doing the one thing good to get started? Yeah, one thing good to get started. All right, I will take uh, Musgrave. The idea that yeah, baby. 
you could overlook it because not all of the good things were connected, but those are just little rookie things that we're going to get through. The guy was getting open. He was being featured by LaFleur. He was running deep, just like Ryan said. We're going to get the tight end running deep. Yeah, did he look over the wrong shoulder? Yeah, but he did enough that showed me that with a stat line of three for 50, uh, could have pretty easily been four for 90 to 100 with a touchdown. So great signs of things to come from Musgrave, at least in the receiving game. Yeah, he's one of those rookies that looked like a deer in headlights. I mean, that that touchdown, or it should have been touchdown, you know, that he was wide open, backpedaling for 10 yards. Like, oh, my goodness, turn around and take that in for a touchdown, son. But, yeah, he looks impressive, and he, he looked to be blocking pretty well. I didn't look very closely. I'd have to watch again. But from what I saw, it looked pretty good. Um, but he's going to be trouble over the middle. He was clearing out the middle for wide receivers crossing consistently, mm-hmm. which is what we have been missing. And it happened in game one. So just wait until he starts connecting on some deep passes. And this is going to be fun. Yeah. How do you think Aaron Jones had a 51 yard reception on fourth and three? Exactly four touchdown? That Everyone cleared out the middle. Yep. My like Mr. Joe Barry. I was very impressed with the game plan. Not only how the corners and how they covered up the weak secondary in the safety position, they were moving safeties around consistently, blitzing safeties, lining them up on the line of scrimmage. Um, And how we work the defensive line is everything I've been dreaming of, I think, for the past three years. Every single one of them was flying around moving in and out of holes, cutting lanes. I mean, it was beautiful to see. Yes, it's the Chicago Bears, so we need to uh, you know, calm ourselves down a little bit. It's not you know, the Green Bay Packers offensive line, right? So, um, it, But it's fun to see. We haven't seen it in some time. They're creating consistent pressure. Four sacks on Justin Fields made him run all over the field. Absolutely loved it, Joe Barry. Keep it up. Stay aggressive. Devontae Wyatt was on my list of potential guys to bring up oh there because of the goodness. the penetration he oh was causing. Like you, you add that to Kenny Clark, and then it frees up the Brookses for a sack. And T.J. Slayton, the way he defended Jair on the sideline, I texted you guys. T.J. Slayton just became my boy. Like the way he defended his teammate, good on him. And the other honorable mention I'm going to throw out the offensive line. I mean, yeah. they looked yep. strong across all five. Yeah, the Don't center. Don't take them for granted. Yeah, and and I saw some some smarter media personalities than us talking about like, boy, how do you get like, could you get Rasheed Walker in at left guard to move uh, Elton Jenkins into center? So you really have five best players out there and remove your weakness of Myers. But the performance of the offensive line, I think we have a guy. I think this is not a surprise to anyone in Zach Tom that wherever Bakhtiari's career takes him, we have the next tackle behind him, and that's amazing. I believe Zach Tom got an elite rating that was almost broke PFF. Like he played it up. <laughs> it's just fantastic. I will say an honorable mention as well for me. All the talk was about we have somebody behind center for the first time in forever. We also had somebody behind center kicking the ball for the first time since we were we lads in high school in 2006. 
And Anders came in, went five for five on extra points and a bomb of 52 yards to go in the half, which was massive for turning the tides, scoring on coming out of the half. I know it's week one, grain of salt, things can change very rapidly. But for that kid to go out there in Chicago and nail every single one of those kicks was, ooh, ooh, baby. Yeah, another understatement. Yeah, that, that is a great point. When you say Anders, I just think Anders Holmvik from Workaholics. I'll go into the dislikes. My – this was a tough one. I, I'll, I'll go Rudy Ford's tackling just because it was the one low light on the defense. He's trying. He's there. He's showing up. But holy cow, did he get run over a couple times. So lower your shoulder a little bit more. Maybe tackle him at the feeder uh, thigh pad. But – um, that's the one thing on the defense that was a downside. Overall, I, I was truly shocked at how good our defense was. So, Rudy Ford. Why don't you go, Dan? Because I know exactly. I know exactly the individual that we are about to roast right now. Yeah, you know which one I'm picking. So, I just had a fun one figuring, like, I'd let you take this one. And then I got a more of a joke uh, bad from the game. You, you need me to say it out loud, though? Everybody's favorite guy, and he's got a great personality. He's Mr. Door County. Uh, there's something wrong with A.J. Dillon. It, it's not clicking. You cannot tell me that offensive line blocks so well for Aaron Jones and can't get anything going for A.J. Dillon. So there's a positive here. What A.J. Dillon gives you is the rest for Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones comes up with a hamstring. Aaron Jones gets tweaked a lot throughout the course of a season. So A.J. Dillon gives you that strong second quarter. He gets five to eight carries there. He carries you through the third. In a cold-weather game, maybe he's helpful in the fourth, but it's really to keep Aaron Jones fresh. So he's on snap number 25 in the fourth quarter and creates the plays that we love him for. But he has a 1.5-yard average on the most carries in the team, on the team. And I'm sitting there at the third quarter saying, let me see Patrick Taylor. Like the game had already gotten out of in control. Out of, out of hand and in control. I'm like, give me a third sample here, right? Is the line actually average and Aaron Jones just makes him look good? Is the line actually good and A.J. Dillon makes him look bad when he's in the game? Patrick Taylor comes in and goes five for 22 for a four and a half yard average. There's something wrong with A.J. Dillon. Yeah, and if we lose this game, we're talking about how Aaron Jones didn't see the ball in the first half other than the first drive, like because they're trying to shove, shove it down A.J. Dillon's So throat. Andy Herman had a good tweet about that. He goes, I'm not arguing whether this is right or wrong, but the Packers give the ball to A.J. Dillon in the second quarter to keep Aaron Jones fresh. He's like, that's just what they've always done. We're all going to tweet about how mad we are while it's happening. It's just what they do. That was going to be my negative is – is a little bit of the floor situation with how they called the game because to that point, there was multiple times where, you know, Dylan's getting the ball. Oh, it's a second and six. And Dylan comes in like, Oh, we're going to run the ball to see if we can't get a third and one or a first. Like it's just, he, he, LeFleur put Dylan in some situations that probably everybody in the room knew what was going to happen. Second part of that, we still have time management issues. If we <laughs> don't, that end of the first half, I couldn't was believe me it. Yelling 
at the top of my lungs where we played 27 seconds left and we almost effed it up. We almost went in the half without even a kick to opportunity with a timeout. Could, I don't did, understand how this is possible. Did you see love? everybody? Oh, LaFleur, was, I will, I will he was work going for, over to the sideline like speed up, speed up. I will work for $50 a Sunday. You don't even need me Monday through Saturday. I will just fly in Sunday morning and just be your clock guy. I'll just sit on. You don't even have to issue me gear. I have my own polo. I'll wear it. You get the tase, tase of LaFleur. Yeah, I just, you know, just let me stand on the sideline and be your clock guy. 50 bucks. That's all I ask. Brad, 25 seconds. Where's the play? Come on. Yeah. Just oh there, the amount of times that we just looked a little, a little off. Also, outside of Musgrave, who I think they feel very comfortable in all situations now. Do you know who had the second most snaps of our receiving core? Dure? Wicks. Wicks. And it wasn't even close. He was he was like five snaps behind Musgrave. I, was, he I, good, was he a good blocker or what? I saw yeah, really positive man. reviews about him. Uh, I have not gone back and watched any film. Uh, two targets, no catches. So it wasn't for his pass-catching prowess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, and and also one thing, uh, I mean, Reed missed some opportunities, but he also saved us. Uh, but that that receiving core, as we turn our attention now to this Packers Falcons game, is oh. going to be an interesting oh, one. Oh, hold on, hold on, Jaden oh. Reed with the soccer flop. We all thought we lost a guy for the year, and then he's right back out there. We're like, come on, dude, you can't do that to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my my yeah. joke negative was going to be Jordan Love's mom's seat and the attention that it got. Oh, yeah. oh what a great start to the game. Uh, so these quarterbacks, they're actually friends. And the way that they communicated was through text messages. <laughs> and ironically, uh, Justin Fields had access to more tickets. And then they're like, well, why didn't she in the first row? And it's like, she's I did banner. So she's not getting hit by the sun. Like, that's probably where most people want to sit. I did tweet that she's in prime Wisconsin situate like oh, yeah. gas station sunglasses. She's every Sheboygan mom, mom right like, there. She is she is ready to be a Packer fan. <laughs> Straight out of Plover. I, oh my god. Fantastic. Plover. <laughs> so, let's turn our attention we'll to see the, if our Plover the Falcons, fans will listen. Who uh who are one and oh as well. They won their game against the I don't even know what to say. Carolina Panthers, 24 to 10. There's, there is some interesting tidbits. The line has shifted from even back to Packers minus two. It's, it's an interesting one. Uh, so I guess we'll just kind of take this as a lump sum. How are we feeling about this offense? That's got Ritter that doesn't do a whole lot, but they have a two headed backfield that can do damage. We don't know enough. We just don't know enough. Because the Bears didn't run on us at all. It was Justin Fields. Ritter ain't Justin Fields. I, I felt like our rushing defense was pretty good. I felt like Jair locked down uh, DJ Moore pretty well. So Drake London had zero catches. Have you, did, are we worried about him going against Jair now? When he couldn't get a bunch of catches against, I don't even know the Panthers corners. I forget his name. J.C. Horn? Is he still their starter over there? I don't know. Pitts is like this athletic freak that everyone's scared of, but they don't know how to use. They should just trade them. They've got a, a athletic genius at tight end. And they don't know how to give them the football. Just trade them. Go get a second round draft pick for that. I don't. I don't know what to be scared of here. 
Yeah, I am. I'm on the same page. The only, I am scared of their rushing attack. They they have proven what three years in a row, two years in a row now, that there is one thing that they do successfully, and it's run the ball. You know, they make Cordell well Patterson look Cordell, good. Yeah, Port Patterson, um, and and they've got two guys right now, Algier and the rookie Robinson out of Texas. That looked impressive, right? Week one versus the Panthers. You know, let's 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 heighten that. You know, not too much. But you're right. I, I'm not scared of Desmond Ritter. He shouldn't be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Let's be honest. They had four sacks on him. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, reminding you again. Um, so we we should be fine creating some pressure against Desmond Ritter. Um, and yeah, Kyle Pitts is the only worry. As far as a deep threat or anything passing threat, like who I couldn't name you another wide receiver on their team other than Drake London. I, I could not. Mac Hollins, Scotty Miller, Darrell. Scotty Miller, Car- old Tampa Card- Bay Buck. Oh. Carterell Hodge. Yeah, I'm not worried about these guys. <laughs> You know, it's interesting, and I have not watched as much uh, Desmond Ritter NFL, watched plenty of the Cincinnati games when they made that kind of historic run to the college playoff. He he, he just kind of reminds me of a Flacco where he's going to go back there, he's going to manage, and nothing about his game is sexy. Like, nothing about his game is sexy. You think that, oh, well, he's got a little bit of a running kind of style. He stays in the pocket, and it's a dump off. And to that backfield of Algier and Robinson, they had nine targets, and they gave me nine catches, which was half of where those balls were thrown. So exactly right. Our cornerbacks are going to have an opportunity to probably have three passes where it gets deflected at the line. It's just kind of short, but they keep everything in front of them. Like the Atlanta Falcons are not going to burn you deep. It's going to be – can a Robinson catch turn into a broken ankle and that dude goes off for for 40 yards? It's just – it's not sexy, but it's efficient. And if you look at uh, – I think of the Montgomery games when he was with Chicago that Packers just let him do what he wanted to do uh, from a, a passing and rushing perspective. Like if they let it get out of hand, it can snowball fast. And I worry a little bit. Quay Walker currently is in concussion protocol after his interception that it would be really, really nice to have a guy like that that you know can get sideline to sideline awfully fast to cover these guys coming out of the backfield. Uh, it's nothing sexy, but it, it, it they will move the ball. And uh, I don't know. G. John Robinson know. had a dead lead dead leg move for a touchdown that was pretty sexy uh, it'll be fun to watch him do his thing but in a 14 point victory in the modern nfl their quarterback threw for 115 yards yeah yeah the spread came out as even monday morning and i texted you guys like you want to take out a small business loan to put on this like what's the situation here why is this even i don't understand uh, yeah, and on defense, I mean they're they're fine, but they're they're relying on guys like Trey Flowers and stuff like I it's I I don't know I don't know they're, this team they're starting I, middle I, linebackers Troy Anderson out of Montana State second year <laughs> second year player he looked good I mean he looked really good uh, yet again against the Carolina Panthers but was Jeff Okuda the Detroit 
corner that always played well against us, or am I thinking of the, like the Darius Slay days? Darius Slay definitely. Mm. Did. I don't know. There was Sounds a right. There was a Lions corner that always like shut down Devonte for some reason. Or am I misremembering that? Slay Not did. That. No, that sounds right. Yeah, I don't know. They got Okuda, that a Lorenzo Cardo, Grady Jarrett, Super Bowl fame from twenty eight to three, if memory serves me correctly. Kalias Campbell, the six foot eight mountain of a man, but he's also thirty eight years old. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. They won a game against a bad team. Uh if the Packers are eighty percent of what we saw against the Bears, just meaning like if the Bears are really bad and maybe the Packers hype train is a little too high. The only thing that scares me is being in Atlanta. Yeah, or messing <laughs> up us messing up. And I'm I, I'm the one that predicted a loss to the Bears, but after everything I've seen, I'm like I, I don't know what on the Falcons roster is to be afraid of. No, I think the biggest difference for this game, and you saw it in the Bears game, was we have to own field possession, like. Allow them to not get in a groove where they want to go 75-25 rushing to passing. Allow don't them let to them, not get in a groove. I like the way you phrased that. Don't let them. <laughs> get, don't let them get. In a Allow them to not. But I think that was it was a huge thing for the Packers of the amount of times the Bears were starting inside their own 15, and we don't need to score points every single time out there, but we need to at least get to midfield and just pin them back. But if we can win field position, that's going to be such an enormous advantage for the backers, especially for a team that wants so badly to get it into their running back's hands and has no true knock on wood a vertical threat that we need to totally be worried about. Speaking of vertical threat, what if Christian Watson's back? Nobody's talking about we did that without our wide receiver number one. We did that without the guy we refused to trade for Jonathan Taylor. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Yeah. Josh, how would you start us off with our, our predictions this week? Well, you know I got a win in the books, boys. My optimism pulled we through last week. Should I should I should have upped it ten points instead of lower it. But no, this week I, I, I truly think it's gonna be an entertaining game. Uh close at the beginning. Um but Packers prevail twenty seven to seventeen. Um I, you know, like you guys are saying it will be tough against their corners and secondary. They they are very talented, especially in man-to-man coverage. Um, and I think they'll have some success. But I, I think Romeo Doves, he's shifty. If Watson plays, he's shifty. Like, some of these corners need to watch out for our young wide receivers. I think we're going to see some magic happen, even against good competition. Um, but MVP, Luke Musgraves, I think you were a week too early, Ryan. I really do. He should have had it last week. He had his chances, but Hayden Hurst had a decent day with five catches for 41 yards and a touchdown. I think Musgraves can double that. 80 yards, touchdown or two. He's going to have a day. We're going to beat the Falcons. I'm going to be happy. We know where your homerism uh, played well for you is on your fantasy football teams. Oh, it was nice. I didn't start Dubs, though. And, and Dobbs, like, they didn't run him deep, you know, four catches for 20 yards, but it was two touchdowns, right? So I think he was, I don't know if you would call it a pitch count. I haven't seen the snap counts, uh, but they weren't trying to make him be the burner and take the top off coming off of his hamstring either. So that's what's so exciting. There's room for growth on a 18-point victory against your rival. That That's fantastic. So 
I, I had a similar scoreline in my mind. I don't know how you get to 25, but I was thinking like 25-17 and more of a comfortable one-score game, but 25-17 we'll go with. The only thing that makes me nervous is away game in the NFL. Like We just had a, a, a mock run of the away game in the NFL, though, uh, just the hour flight. So I don't know. I'd, I'm like oddly comfortable with this one, so it's probably going to blow up in my face, but I'll pick the MVP of Devondre Campbell for the reasons you guys stated. The the weapons you're afraid of are the running backs. I think Devondre Campbell's smart enough to know that that's the strength of their offense and to keep an eye on them even in the passing game. And I'd let Ritter run for four-yard pickups after playing Justin Fields. He's going to look slow. If you're letting Ritter run because you're flashing out to the flats immediately to pick up on Bijan and Algier, go for it. Comfortable victory. My worry, and I shouldn't even throw this out there, is you come from such a high of opening the season the way you do against your rival, then to go on the road. There is right. Matt Lafleur is good for three games a year where he goes to the the press conference. He goes, "This one's on me. I didn't get the guys repaired." It's like, dude, as an NFL coach, your number one priority is just prep. Like that. Think of all the things you got. You just got to prep. I could. I you got to get his haircut. Being. I can sense it. I can sense this being one of those games where he goes, yeah, we weren't ready in that first half. And I think it's a little <laughs> bit closer than it needs to be. Uh, so I said 24-16, and we're playing catch-up at the beginning, and then we feel like we're we're getting where we need to go. And I'm going to say Jair is my MVP. I think he's going to get an INT, and his corner blitzes. Might there might be a corner blitz sack because man, when that dude decides he needs to go, I, oh my goodness! And the old school untucked sleeves. I don't know if you guys <laughs> picked up on that. I was I was like hell yeah, dude! This guy is gonna ball out as long as those sleeves stay loose. So he's so good. I, I just I really like this opportunity for the Green Bay Packers. If Aaron Jones decides, you know, they play it safe and go, you know what? I know you just said it's a little bite and it's good, Dylan. Here's the opportunity. If Watson doesn't go again, Musgrave, Dobbs, everybody we talked about, like this is going to be a great opportunity to show depth early in the year by going against a team that's that's fine. So, oh, what if I'm not even like I like AJ Dillon. I'm not anti AJ Dillon like I was Rayshon Gary. But what if I just go negative on him? And he figures it out. It's like a timing issue, hitting the right hole, just reading the, bed. Reading the second bed. level row. Like by like week four or five, I either got to be fully on the hate train for Dylan, and then he just pivots and becomes amazing. Or maybe he just does it here in week two, and I can jump off it early. We single-handedly saved a certain edge rusher's career with oh, this we've, podcast. We've made him so much money. Just burying him. Burying he, him. He owes us at least 10 We motivated him. We, we, we deserve more than the agent. Mm-hmm. We are his smelling say, salts. <laughs> if if uh, Jones is a no-go, Emmanuel Wilson was a healthy scratch. I wouldn't mind seeing that boy just be like, you know what? Tell no, me which direction have, to run no, and I'll go. Let's have Aaron Jones. Let's have Aaron Jones. Yeah. All right. Especially all right. if we're missing Quay Walker. Let's, let's not be missing all these key components so early. <laughs> We need these. So that'll do it for this episode. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it for this episode. We'll see if the Packers can go 2-0 in Atlanta. Thanks, everybody. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.